This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone, for this Wednesday, June 24th, 2023. I'm David Atkins. And I'm Michaela Wheeler. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, fuzzy falcon chicks who nest at Michigan State Football Stadium get tracking bands. All on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. Samantha Riddle will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast. The current temperature outside is a sunny 80 degrees. And now on to our top story. A Republican-led investigation has accused Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton of committing multiple crimes in office. The allegations came today during an extraordinary public airing of scandal and alleged lawbreaking that plunged one of the GOP's conservative stars into new political and legal risk. For more than three hours, investigators presented findings alleging that Paxson sought to hide an affair, misused his office to help a donor, skirted protocols, and built a culture of fear and retaliation in his office. The GOP-led House General Investigation Investigating Committee ended today's hearing without acting on the findings. The panel's leader declined to discuss next steps or whether a recommendation to impeach or censor Paxton is possible. Tina Turner has died at age 83. She teamed with husband Ike Turner for a dynamic run of hit records and live shows and survived her horrifying marriage to triumph in middle age with the chart-topping What's Love Got to Do With It. She was also known for such songs as Proud Mary, River Deep Mountain High, and We Don't Need Another Hero. Her trademarks were her growling contralto, her bold smile, and strong cheekbones, her palette of wigs, and her muscular, quick-stepping legs. Turner's manager says she died yesterday after a long illness in her home in Kushnick near Zurich, Switzerland. Scientists and students placed tracking bands on four boisterous peregrine falcon chicks who live on top of Michigan State University's football stadium. The birds are named Pickles, Muhammad, Egbert, and Swooper. They weren't too happy about the experience, writhing and squawking during the banding process. Moments earlier, a Michigan wildlife biologist and a representative of the university's Department of Fish, Fisheries and Wildlife journeyed to the roof to retrieve the chicks. That was despite their parents angrily screeching and swooping above. Now that the chicks are tagged, researchers will be able to keep tabs on the birds' migration patterns. Coming up, Louisville man planned bank shootings, placed phone in pocket to live stream. That and more news from across the tri-state when News Center 88 returns, right after this. The worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage. Appleby takes the snap, dropping back, great protection, fires it down the middle, it's picked up!
Chester and UAB able to lose the ball. Marshall keeps it in for Mario Gordon, puts it into the net. Marshall two, UAB one, 326 to play in the match. On the way, this one sent for a ride. Down the line, left field, turn and watch it fly. It's gone. A one out solo bomb from Caddy Lucas. It's two nothing, thundering herd. Quickly Hamilton there to clean things up. Counter and one for the redshirt junior from Huntington. Ryan Taylor's going to the rack left side up off the glass. No good, but James Kelly comes in from behind and flushes it home. WMUL-FM, Huntington. Welcome back to News Center 88 for the best radio news reporting by the Society of Professional Journalists Mark of Excellence Awards. I'm David Atkins. And I'm Michaela Wheeler. Authorities say one of the two inmates who escaped from an Ohio prison has been captured in Kentucky after police pursuit of a stolen car the men were believed to be in ended in a crash and a foot chase. James Lee was captured at the scene, but the second inmate, Bradley Gillespie, remained at large. Gillespie has been in prison since 2016 for murder, while Lee was serving a sentence he received in 2021 for burglary and safe-cracking. The two men were reported missing from the Allen Oakwood Correctional Institution in Lima, Ohio, yesterday, according to the Ohio Department of Rehabilitation and Correction. Officials say Lee was discovered missing during a prisoner count at 11 a.m. Yesterday, prompting an emergency prisoner count that revealed Gillespie was also missing. Governor Jim Justice has announced the leaders of three new state agencies forming next year amid the breakup of the West Virginia Department of Health and Human Resources. Justice named Dr. Sherry Young to head the new Department of Health. Young is currently associate is currently associated associate chief medical officer for the Charleston Area Medical Center Health Network. Heading the Department of Human Services will be Dr. Cynthia Persley, who is currently Vice Chancellor for Health Sciences for the State Higher Education Policy Commission. Michael Caruso will head the Department of Health Facilities. Caruso is a principal at the healthcare management firm Spectrum Health Partners. The man who killed five co-workers at a Kentucky bank had made plans for the shooting, according to police. Some recently released search warrants in the case also say he had placed his phone in a front shirt pocket to live stream the killings. The search warrants say the shooter, 25-year-old Connor Sturgeon, had also attempted suicide around the same time last year. The warrants were sent to Google, AT&T, Apple and Snap Incorporated, seeking access to information on his phone. They were recently unsealed by a judge. They say police also found a, quote, manifesto or note, unquote, inside his Louisville residence. Coming up next, Typhoon Moir flips cars, cuts power on Guam as scope of damage emerges. That and more news from around the nation when News Center 88 returns. Stay with us. score here at Camp Randall Stadium. Happy to have you along this Saturday afternoon. Back inside Reed Green Coliseum in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Bobby Edding Sportsside bringing you all tonight's action. Marshall Trail Southern Miss. On the sky deck from Dowdy Ficklin Stadium in Greenville, North Carolina. ECU leads the Thundering Herd. To the home center, Boone, North Carolina. Andrew Aspacker on board. The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage. WMUL-FM, Huntington. Welcome back to News Center 88 for the best spot news reporting by the Virginia Associated Press. I'm David Atkins. 
And I'm Michaela Wheeler. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says he's sending Republican negotiators to the White House to finish out debt limit talks. But he's warning that the two sides are, quote, still far apart, unquote, as they try to reach a budget deal with President Joe Biden. McCarthy says he remains optimistic as they can make progress in hopes of an agreement before a deadline as soon as next week. That's when the Treasury Department could run out of cash to pay its bills. McCarthy is making this pledge, quote, we're not going to default, unquote. The White House says Republicans have set in motion a, quote, manufactured crisis, unquote, by pushing, quote, extreme proposals, unquote, that would hurt, quote, every single part of the country, unquote. As more southern states pass new restrictions on abortion, Virginia is poised to become an outlier in the region for its relatively permissive laws. That could set up Virginia as a destination for women seeking abortions and raise questions about providers' capacity to meet demand. South Carolina is among the last bastions in the region for for those seeking legal abortions, but that status could end soon. Access would be almost entirely banned after about six weeks of pregnancy under a bill expected to, expected that passed the House today but still needs Senate approval. And most abortions after 12 weeks will be banned in North Carolina after the state legislature successfully overrode the Democratic governor's veto yesterday. Powerful typhoon Mawar is churning slowly over the U.S. Pacific territory of Guam, lashing the island with wind and rain, tearing down trees, walls, and power lines, flipping cars, and pushing dangerous storm surge ashore as first responders wait for daylight to see the extent of the damage. The typhoon, the strongest to hit the U.S. territory of roughly 150,000 people since 2002, briefly made landfall Wednesday night as a Category 4 storm, according to the Associated Press. Videos posted on social media showed fallen trees, a flipped pickup truck, solar panels flying through the air, and storm surge and waves crashing through coastal reefs. The early scope of the damage has been difficult to ascertain. Coming up next, Samantha Riddle will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast when New Center 88 returns right after this. and welcome to the Music Request Hotline. Please state the name of the genre you'd like to hear. Alternative? You said hip-hop. If that's correct, please say yes. No. You have confirmed hip-hop. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. I said alternative. Country you want to hear? No, no, no. Country it is. No, you I said, said alternative. Sports. Alternative rock. Music. No, no, okay, no, I I tired of ignored requests? No, Call 696-6651 and get what you asked for on WMUL-FM. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Samantha Riddle, and it is now time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. It is a sunny 80 degrees out there today, a strong start to our summer break. It's almost time to start hanging out by the pool. Tonight will dip down into the upper 50s, so make sure to grab a light jacket before heading out tonight. Tomorrow's weather is cooler than today's, with highs in the mid-70s, lows around 50, a perfect day to get some yard work in, or just lie around and soak up the sun and all of its rays. As for the rest of the week and the weekend, things will cool off before heating back up. Today in weather history, on this day in 1988, 
Thunderstorms produce severe weather in the southeastern U.S. Thunderstorm wind gusts to 88 miles per hour at Columbia, North Carolina. Baseball-sized hail was reported near Thifton, Georgia. Thank you to weather4u.com for that information. Currently outside of the WMUL studios, it's a sunny 80 degrees. For News Center 88, I'm Samantha Riddle. Thanks, Samantha. Coming up, when you adopt a desert tortoise, prepare for a surprisingly social Zippy pet. Stay with us to find out more right after this on New Center 88. Freedom of, freedom, speech of means speech means freedom of speech means freedom to say, I don't like the cafeteria food. I'm pro-choice. I'm bipolar. I want change in my government. The freedom to say, I'm Republican and I'm gay. As, as long, long as, as it's, it's not, not hurting, hurting anyone, anyone. Whatever I say. Whatever I say. I have the freedom. I have the freedom to say it. I have the freedom to say it. This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation, the Broadcast Education Association, Robert R. McCormick Foundation, and this station. And finally today on New Center 88, they're not fluffy, they don't play fetch, and they certainly don't roll over. But there is such a thing as a lap tortoise. What's more, pet tortoises can wag their tails, will plod on up to greet you, and some can even recognize their own names. The surprising warmth of these ancient cold-blooded creatures has made them popular pets for families with pet dander allergies and for retirees. Building the habitat takes time, but the tortoise itself is a pretty low-maintenance pet. Tortoises sleep through the winter, a process known as brumation in the reptile world. They need a cozy den to keep them safe and warm. In the wild, they dig it themselves. Desert tortoises are herbivores and munch on Bermuda grass, weeds, and many native plants. They also don't need water daily since they're well adapted to their desert homes. One thing to beware of, like other reptiles, tortoises can carry salmonella, so people, especially kids, should wash their hands after touching or interacting with them. A poem written for President Joe Biden's inauguration has been placed on a restricted list at a South Florida elementary school after one parent's complaint. In a Facebook post yesterday, poet Amanda Gorman vowed to fight back. Her poem, The Hill We Climb, was challenged by the parent of two students at Bob Graham Education Center in Miami Lakes, along with several books. While book bans aren't new, they're happening much more frequently, especially in Florida, where Republican Governor Ron DeSantis has championed policies that allow the censorship of books some have deemed inappropriate for children in schools. And that does it for this summer edition of News Center 88. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University in the tri-state area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For David Atkins, Samantha Riddle, Luke Hamilton, and the entire News Center 88 team, I'm Michaela Wheeler, and your thought of the day is, if you are unhappy with anything, whatever's bringing you down, get rid of it. Because you'll find that when you're free, your true creativity, your true self, comes out. Tina Turner.